0: everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. It is a beautiful day here in Nashville. It has been wicked hot the past like three months and I'm sitting here with my sliding glass door open. So if you hear traffic or honking or birds tweeting, just go with it. Okay. It's so nice out. and It's finally nice. I've been so sweaty and disgusting for months, months now. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening. And now we're on to the hills. I feel kind of weird calling it still Laguna Biatch, the podcast, but at the end of the day, that's what it is, and we're keeping it that, because I don't think Hills Biatch works as well. One of my friends was like, eventually you're going to have to change your name to MTV Biatch. I'm like, no, Laguna Biatch forever. I'm never going to change it. So this week, we are starting with The Hills, and The Hills has a lot of episodes. (laughs) The first season's only 10. The second season, I want to say, is like 12 to 14. Do you know how many episodes season three has? 28 episodes, 28 episodes, guys. So you will be doing this one for a while. I will say there are going to be random podcast guests who maybe don't fit with like the Hills theme because Hills cast members aren't like super big fans of me other than maybe Jordan, Justin, Bobby and Brian. Other than that, the Hills has not been super kind to Laguna (laughs) Biatch. I guess Jason, Jason's cool with me. Frankie will like DM me back sometimes or DM me sometimes. He was supposed to do a live with me then decided not to, so. But I'm gonna try and get people from the hills on it. I just can't make any promises. Next week we will have Shannon Ford on and her, what is it, NDA is expired. So we finally got to figure out everything that's happened. I promise it's not just gonna be like a bash Kristen thing. That's not what it's about. It's about hearing her side of everything. And we're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff. A lot of you sent in questions, you sent in, you know, you want advice about certain things. So we're going to stick with that. Like I said, it's not just going to be like, I hate Kristen, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be like that at all. But I am excited to kind of hear her side of things, right? I think we've all been waiting for this NDA to expire so we can hear it. (laughs) I'm just going to keep repeating myself. Sometimes, sometimes when I take a little break, like a week break, it takes me a second to get back into the podcast thing. I'll admit it. But last weekend, I was a monster, okay? Not really. I'm going to give you an update about my rom-com life. And it's not a rom-com anymore. Now it is just sad. There is no romance, no comedy. It's just me. (laughs) But all that's at the end. What I did want to talk about before we jump into the hills, I'm kind of thinking about maybe doing two episodes per podcast episode because somebody was like, you should make the podcast longer. And I'm like, well, it's just me, so it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for me to just like ramble, ramble, ramble. And typically, before I edit and kind of cut down like little spots of quiet, I don't know, whatever, it's usually about 45 minutes. But after editing and taking certain things out, It's only about a half hour. So I am going to try and make it a little bit longer. I also want to say thank you guys for dealing with the ads real quick. I know that they can be annoying, but I try to only, I'm only going to do one an episode. So I'm pretty sure they all go at the front of the episode. So just like skip that 15, 30 second, however long I'm yelling at you about Anchor or Spotify. And then we're good. It was funny, like thinking about the Hills, as I've said before, I'm way more Laguna than the Hills. Everybody can kind of see that from my page. But I guess I forgot the cultural, pop culture impact that the Hills had. It was a time before social media. It was a time, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing to remember. It's a time before social media. And what had to happen was, you know, people like Spencer and Heidi would go to tabloids, sell stories, and then Lauren would go to her MySpace and make a big MySpace post about it, things like that. Paparazzi would catch them in the streets, they'd say something quick, but we didn't really know what exactly was going to happen with this series, right? Even watching the first episode, the editing is so bad, they didn't even know what they were going to do with it. But if you think about it, I think that The Hills kind of really, really kicked all of that reality TV into gear. There were, of course, reality shows before The Hills. I mean, even Laguna, of course, is the semi-scripted docudrama type thing. But before that, it was like Real World, Survivor, Road Rules, like that kind of show. And then, of course, now we have a billion reality TV shows, right? We have so many. We have All the Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, Below Deck, which I don't watch. Southern Charm, which I've been told to watch, but I haven't watched. But then, of course, all the masked singers and all this stuff. So at this point, I guess we had competition reality shows. We didn't have like, we're going to follow this person. Other than, like I said, real world. I'm kind of talking in circles. But do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) Without like the Hills, I don't think Vanderpump Rules would have become what it is. Or the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I don't think that show would be what it is. Okay. Uh, That's what I was trying to say. But I just kept going around in circles. And fun fact. I tried out for real world, and I got semi-far in the audition process. And as you go, you have to sign these contracts. And one of the contracts is if you're handed a script, you can't talk about it. So it's kind of like, is the real world that real? I guess all of this, it was, I, I keep, I'm like just rambling again, but stay with me, stay with me, it's coming, its gonna I swear. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to watch this as if I didn't know things were scripted. That's kind of, I was having some trouble being like, I think that's why the hills left a bad taste in my mouth because I thought it was so real. And then like the final, the final episode really like fucked you over. And then all the cast was like, no, it's totally fake. It was, it was fake season three. It was, uh, first two seasons were pretty real. And then it became super produced and fake. But I think I'm just gonna do what I did with Laguna and watch it open-minded. And then kind of give little here and there tidbits, fun facts that we all love so much, okay? But yeah, the Hills, the Hills was all over the place. They were on TV Guide, Rolling Stone Magazine, Vogue, Team Vogue. I don't know Vogue. I might have just said that. But like Team Vogue, Teen People, People Magazine, Us Weekly, all those had Lauren Conrad's Heidi Montag's face on it. And this show just became such a huge phenomenon. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be what it was. But luckily enough, enough people liked Lauren to watch. Lauren was boring, boring, boring. Audrina, boring, Heidi, boring, Whitney, boring. But I feel like in all of them, you might have been able to relate to each of them in a way. And that's why you liked them. And then, of course, you bring in the boys and all that drama and Spencer. And I give Spencer a lot of shit. But I will say that, you know, he brought the drama. He knew exactly what he was doing. And I think the... What I'm going to talk about a little bit in this episode with Heidi, Spencer and Heidi wanted to be famous and they knew what to do to be famous. And that is why I do think when Heidi approached Lauren to be friends, she knew what she was doing. Maybe she did really like Lauren, but I also think she liked everything that came along with being Lauren's friend, if that makes sense. It's just so crazy to think that this show, they started when they're 19, they ended what like? 2425 and now they're back for this reboot the trash reboot as I call it I really wish I liked it I did try and give it an open mind but I just I can't get behind it so I I want to tell you guys I'm watching this on um on Hulu but it's also on Amazon Prime right now the MTV app and I also of course have the DVDs but it's kind of nice to not have to like get up switch my DVDs do all that In this episode, there are no voiceovers. I did not stand up and record for my TV. I got a little lazy. But it's actually like, it's kind of tough because the episode, the editing, each scene is only like two minutes, maybe three tops. Then some scenes are like 20 seconds and you're like, oh, it's very jumpy. And I know that the editing, of course, gets way better in, in later seasons. But it's so jumpy. Okay, let's get right into it now, now that I've gone 10 minutes of rambling. (laughs) But this episode is called New City, New Drama. We love drama. Drama, drama, drama. So we find out that Lauren is living with Heidi, and she also has an internship with Teen Vogue, which they tell us at the very beginning. And this whole episode is about will she or won't she get this internship when they already just told us she has an internship. Their apartment is in the Hillside Villas in Los Angeles. And when we meet Heidi, she's sitting by the pool and Lauren asks her if she's started to unpack. And she's like, no, I want to do that with you. she's like, do you want to see it? So they head up to the apartment and Elsie loves it. She puts her hands over her mouth and her eyes get all big. And she's like, oh my God, I love it. They have an upstairs, which is pretty dope. I don't know if it's like a loft area. Or if it's, you know, if it's a living room up there, I'm not sure. I guess I could look at a floor plan of Hillside Villas, but I'm sure they've updated it since 2005. While they're in their apartment, while they're kind of, like, getting settled in, Lauren gets a call from Teen Vogue. She's supposed to go in at 5 for the interview, but she gets a call, and they're looking for an earlier interview. And Lauren's all stressed out. She's trying to figure out what she's going to do. And it's kind of funny. I like this quote. Um, Heidi goes, What's the look that you're looking for? And Lauren goes, the look is I had until five to get ready. (laughs) So she's not prepared, but she's doing her best. And this is when she straightens her skirt with her flat iron. We all know it. We all love that scene. And I actually tried that recently. I tried to like use my flat iron to straighten my shirt. It it doesn't work. And I'm I'm sad to say that at 28, I tried it, but I was pretty desperate. So on the look back, I, I think it was on E or maybe MTV. I'm sure it was MTV, not E. But Jim said that Elsie didn't realize that this was a setup. She didn't realize that she had the internship already. She thought she really had to go in there and interview, but she didn't. You know, Jim, I, I don't know if Jim was a producer on the hills, but he, you know, he's heavy handed. You know, he was he was about that hills life and he knew what he wanted his daughter to look like on TV. Basically, he was like a dadager. I know momager is a thing, but dadager. I don't know. He's a Joe Simpson, except not creepy. He's ugh, Joe Simpson creeps me out. But anyway, Lauren, I guess like after she met Whitney and everything, she called Jim and she was like, oh, that girl had a microphone on, too. And Jim's like, yeah, because you're both going to be on a TV show together. I I wish I could find like the whole look back thing. I don't know if maybe Amazon has it or the Hulu. I haven't looked. But yeah, so that's a little fun fact. So then we meet Lisa Love, the queen of Teen Vogue. And when she was asked when Lauren was asked why Teen Vogue it's like it's a millisecond like this whole little interview it takes like five seconds it was so hard for me to like watch it and then like like a goldfish I'm like bloop like it's a new new thing I'm like I have a little bit more of attention span. I promise I, I can keep up if you keep it on for more than 25 seconds. OK, it's more like a two minute clip, but whatever. So Lauren ends up saying she loves the fashion, but she also loves the relatable issues. That's why I miss teen people. I used to love teen people, but I am so far from a teen. I should not even think about teen people <laughs> anymore or any of those J-14s or anything like that. I, I To be fair, I don't think of J-14. OK, I don't even know half the people on those covers when I'm like standing in CVS with like my night serum. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh, who are those young people? <laughs> okay, 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 back to Team Vogue interview. Lisa asks Lauren if she can write, and Lauren says write, yeah, I can write, well, Kind of great interview. It's it's such a bad interview. And if she didn't have an MTV camera with her, I don't think Lauren would have gotten the job. So like I said, the scenes are so chopping fast. And after the interview, she just walks into the pool backyard like there's no it's just like end that. Okay, now she's at the pool. And we meet Audrina for the first time and we find out that she's Heidi's new first friend in L.A. And Audrina actually said that producers approached her while she was by the pool and asked if she wanted to be on the show. So she was a plant. <laughs> she was planted by MTV, kind of. Luckily, I guess they all got along and wanted to be famous. So that's good. Again, just like a quick moment. And Lauren tells Audrina that she just had an interview with Teen Vogue. And Audrina's like, cool, you really want to work for Teen Vogue? As Audrina does. No emotion. No. She she has the depth of like a puddle. But she tries. I'll give it to her. Like, As, as the seasons go on, I like Audrina a lot more. I'll say that. Like, Season three, Audrina with Justin Bobby. I'm like, I feel for you, girl, because we've all dated a Justin Bobby. Now we're at the Geisha house. So like I said, like, again, it's just a boop Geisha house. And I lived in Massachusetts. I'm from Massachusetts, but I always wanted to go to the Geisha house because I feel like it was in every single magazine. It was on TV. It was talked about constantly. I'm like, I need to go to the Geisha house. But we're with the crew. We have Lauren, Heidi and Audrina. And we meet Jordan and Brian and some random name, David, who's apparently Lauren's friend. But I don't think we ever see him again. But he says he works 40 hours a week. And Jordan says he hates working. Lauren reminds them that people do have full time jobs. And then Brian says his full time job is going out. So, you know, we're getting the cool party crew vibe. These guys, they don't really like to work. They're kind of lame. They <laughs> they just like hang out at the geisha house and have cameras follow them. But they're who we want to be. When you're watching at 14, you're like, I want to go to the geisha house and not work a full-time job. That's what I'm going to do. To end the geisha house moment, it's Lauren saying she's nervous about the internship and Jordan is saying she's going to get it. So she needs to stop being nervous. Now we are at Bitem. And Heidi's excited to go out <laughs> and hate school. That is what we learn about Heidi. She wants to be... The Hollywood Party Girl. That is who she is in episode one. And I think we all kind of forget that. I think that we're all kind of like... Heidi and Lauren went as best friends and they went to school together. No, Heidi wanted that life. She wanted that party lifestyle and she already wants to quit. And Lauren goes, you barely just started. So they meet with the advisor and Lauren goes in first and we find out she has a 3.6 GPA. She's in the product development major and she wants to devote everything to it. If it's something she really wants, then she's going to go for it, which I think is a good way to be. If there's something you want, go for it. I feel like as a woman in the workplace, I always feel a little like nervous to ask for things or react to things because like women can't react they can only overreact I think that's something we've all kind of learned but you know what I don't know where I was going with this but Just keep following your dreams and work as hard as you can and you'll get there, I promise. So the advisor is very happy with Lauren. (laughs) She likes Lauren's answers. And then Heidi goes in and the advisor hates her immediately. Heidi's like, I hated school. I never went to school. I just went shopping. And I remember in some interview, or I don't know if it's in a later season, Heidi was like, I graduated top of my class in high school. And then she's like, there was only 18 people in my grade. (laughs) Or something like that. But I mean, she did this to be on MTV. She wants to be a fun party PR girl. And she refuses to go into sales before she does that. And the advisor's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, am I being punked? I think punked was around right now, right? She's like, oh, I, I, I know I'm going to be on MTV. Is it punked? And the advisor ends up asking Heidi, are you sure you're at the right college? And Heidi's like, yeah. OK, back to the apartment. We find out Lauren gets her internship. But blame like, blame, Blaine, his name is. Blaine drags it out and like scares her he's like there's a lot of people this is a really hard internship to get and she's like yeah I know yeah I know and he's like but you got it I would have punched Blaine in the face (laughs) so it's exciting her and Heidi hug and now we're at Lauren's first Teen Vogue day we meet Whitney Lauren's future work wife and then we are introduced to an important room okay The intern closet. I guess it's a closet. It's a closet. It's not like big. And there are so many moments in here. And there's this show that I've been binge watching called The Bold Type. And they have so many scenes in like this fashion closet that's big. It's like what Lauren and Whitney's room was like. And there's a part of me that's like, did you get that from the Hills? (laughs) I'm going to say they did. And also, if you haven't watched The Bold Type, I'm very against freeform shows, but it's a good one. Someone named Olivia comes in and styles Whitney and Lauren. She basically says they look like shit and they have to look like Teen Vogue. So Whitney is too matchy matchy. She's like, we've already done the cowgirl thing. It's kind of over with. And Whitney's like, okay. So she just like changes her belt and she gives Lauren a denim coat over her um, outfit. Then they are brought into the queen of Teen Vogue's office, Lisa Love. And she reminds them that they're representing Teen Vogue, even when they're not at work. Whatever happens in the outside world, they don't behave badly because if it gets back to Lisa Love, they fired. They're going to be fired. So you better act right at all times. There are moments where I think about that and I'm like, oh, shit. Hopefully no one from work sees me out. (laughs) Hopefully no one from work looks at my Twitter. I'm sure they do. But anyway, it's just like a it's it's a quick little Lisa Love is a scary boss lady. That is what we need to know from this scene. And then Olivia walks them back into their closet. And invite tells them about the Young Hollywood Party. And they have to send out 500 invites. Um, some name drops are Josh DeMel and Gavin DeGraw. And then Lauren references Seinfeld, which I kind of surprised me. Like, I never kind of thought her as a Seinfeld watcher. I am not a Seinfeld watcher. You know, if you're into that, cool. But it is not for me. But she talks about how the bald guy, George. George? George's girlfriend was licking envelopes and died from glue poisoning. And Whitney was kind of like, Okay. All right, thanks for letting me know about that. Now we're out of the little fashion intern room that Heidi and Whitney were in. I said Heidi and Whitney. I meant Lauren and Whitney. That's what I meant. So you can tell I don't edit it like a ton because I'm not going to take that out. I'm just going to leave it in. Keeps it organic. But now we're poolside with Heidi, Lauren, and Audrina, and Heidi wants to be invited to the Young Hollywood Party. She wants Lauren to ask, and Lauren's just like, no. And Heidi's like, "Eh, well, you should just ask. Next scene, it's like a 50-second scene. Lisa invites them to work the party. Whitney's going to work the door. Lauren's going to work the VIP area. And there's another intern, or I thought it was an intern, but I'm pretty sure it's Olivia. Pretty sure it's the girl who styled them to begin with. So again, like 50 second little scene. Now we're at the Hotel Roosevelt. Roosevelt? 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 Should I say it one more time? (laughs) For the Young Hollywood Party. And some celebs on the red carpet are Nicole Richie, Paris Hilton, and Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. Those are the three that make the cut. And Lauren must guard VIP. Nobody can sit there. And her and Whitney are talking over a little walkie talkie. And then Heidi, Audrina, Jordan, and Brian roll up. And Heidi calls and she's like, hey, we're here. And Lauren's kind of like, oh, um, talk to Whitney at the front door. Maybe you can come in. Honestly, if my friend called me and I was at this job that I thought was like really fucking important, I would be like, go home. I can't get you in. But Lauren, they get in through Whitney and Jordan and Brian on the live that they did with me. They actually said they were invited to this party and they were like, that's when we realized how manipulated scenes could get. So Heidi makes a huge scene. She like runs up to Lauren, gives her a huge hug, seems very drunk. Allegedly, I'm not going to say she's drunk, but she's acting drunk. Her and Jordan and they all sit down in the VIP area and Lauren's like, get up. No one can sit there. No one can sit there. And again, it's actually low key fucked up like. I don't like I said I don't know if this scene was scripted I know that they were actually invited but if you do crash your friend's work party try and be nice try not to like make a huge scene try to listen to your friend so I would have been pissed and I probably wouldn't have talked to them for a while so then we then Jordan sees Heidi flirting and fights with Heidi He's like, I know that dude, John Paul, (laughs) is just trying to get in your pants. And she's like, I was just going to the bathroom. What are you talking about? And he's like, I know what I saw because he has a little that was a bad southern accent. Heidi doesn't have a southern accent. Jordan does. He's from North Carolina. I'm never going to do that again because I know it's offensive when I do a southern accent. (laughs) I've been told. But Lisa catches everything and she walks over to Lauren and she says, We'll talk about this Monday. And that's the end of the episode. So that's why I kind of feel like I might do two episodes. But I'm not going to promise that because I feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on me. And next week, like I said, is going to be Shannon. It's not going to be about the Hills. Maybe about the Hills. I don't know. I'll probably ask her about Laguna in the Hills. I don't know. But that is the first episode of the Hills season one. I know you guys know I'm not super excited about the first season of the Hills, but I'm excited to revisit it. I'm excited to talk about it again. I feel like I'm going to do a little bit more research on episodes, try and find like more little plot holes, things like that, that the cast has talked about. Maybe listen to Whitney's podcast because I'm told that has some good juice in it. Juice. Ugh. Good tea. (laughs) good tea in it oh I can't believe I said good juice I don't like that don't I'm not editing it out again but just I'm gonna say good tea good things but anyway that's probably what I'm gonna do with it it has been a big week for Laguna Biatch which is pretty cool Lo Bosworth Lo I love Lo I know a lot of people found her annoying and bratty but I always thought she was pretty funny she not only liked one of my comments she responded lol yes Lo I can be a little funny bitch (laughs) sometimes So if you don't know the backstory, like when I first started my page, I was maybe two months in and she DM'd me asking me not to tag her in things. It wasn't a rude DM. It wasn't anything. It was just like, hey, could you please not tag me in photos? Thank you so much. That was that. I feel like when I talked about it, you know, a while back, a lot of people thought that she was rude about it, but she wasn't at all. It wasn't, again, it wasn't a rude thing. But I think She's slowly warming up. I mean, she liked a post, which is unheard of. And then she responded to that. I was like, what the fuck's happening? It's a big day. It's a big day, guys. So Low Bosworth is warming up. I'm melting her black little heart. She's she's realizing that I'm not that bad. (laughs) And that was a choice I made when I first made the page. I would I used to I used to put up some pictures of them like Smoking weed or getting too drunk and then I was like, you know what if someone did that to me, I'd be pissed (laughs) So I kind of pulled back from it I'll still put up party pictures of them But I used to put up some pretty rough ones and I decided to stop doing that No cast member ever said anything to me other than Jim bunny (laughs) threatening to sue me But I just I I don't know I felt like it depends how I want to make the page and I think I made it the right way instead of again instead of just putting up the party photos. I'm trying to think if anything else has gone on. I'm still waiting to tell you the 2020 news. Hopefully it goes through. I know I hyped it up a bit. A few of you did guess correctly, but again, I can't talk about it until I can talk about it, and I'm not going to tease it too much because I hate it. I hate that I can't tell you guys. Oh, somebody wanted me to talk about the challenge. Um I I did put up a a, a thing this week. And i said what do you want me to rant about but i don't really i think (laughs) i don't know i wish i didn't put rant but the challenge the challenge i've watched the challenge forever since like sixth grade i feel like i feel like it's been on forever and i am repeating myself because right now it's like 6 30 on sunday morning and i can't sleep and i wanted to finish the podcast i just i try and be as honest with you guys as possible but the challenge is definitely my favorite show on mtv i've watched it forever Jemmy was on the podcast. I'm a huge fan of her. Like, I liked her on her real world season, real world back to New Orleans. I think my favorite competitors of all time, I really loved Sarah, the one who banana stole the money from Sarah Rice. She's probably one of my top people. Emily Schroem, I think I'm saying her last name correctly. One of my top people. CT, you got to love CT, especially reformed CT. Landon, one of my favorite. Alton A. Alton. A-L-T-O-N. Alton. I think with my accent it, it's I think it's Alton. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it but he was one of my favorites. Darrell was one of my favorites and then I'd probably put um Derek up there too. Little Derek. He was like such a little psycho like a little pit bull right. I don't know. Pit bull's probably not the right thing because I know pit bulls are super nice but he was just like little and feisty so maybe like a chihuahua. Chihuahuas are so mean. <laughs> These past few seasons, they have kind of lost me. I'll still watch it because it's one of my favorite shows. And I really like that Nani's back. I like Turbo. He's new. I think Georgia from the UK team's pretty funny. But I think MTV's doing a little bit too much, bringing too many new people on when there are other cast members that you could bring on, like bring back Veronica. I know a lot of people didn't love Veronica, but in her time, in her prime, she was great. I think Veronica was really great. I also forgot to talk about my all-time favorite cast member is Katie Doyle. Katie Doyle was such a little psycho, such a bad bitch, didn't give a fuck. Like, (laughs) there was an elimination where she had to walk on a treadmill, and she's like, give me a fucking cigarette, and she's smoking a cigarette while on a treadmill, and she won the elimination. Katie Doyle is a legend, okay? This is also probably gonna sound bad because I'm not like for violence. I don't like watching people fight, but I wish security wouldn't hold them back so much. Let them throw a few punches, get them kicked out themselves. But I think there are certain cast members now, Polly, Polly's one of them, Jordan, who will like go off because they know security is gonna make sure that they don't get hurt, that type of thing and i've talked about bananas before i do not like him i think he's a disgusting person i just he grosses me out and there's been a lot of sexual assault allegations against him that mtv ignores because i do feel like mtv protects protects their own bananas is like the face of the challenge right now him and him and cara, cara maria are probably the people the faces everybody knows when they think of the challenge obviously Polly's like a big name, but he came from Big Brother. I guess CT would probably be another big face of the challenge. But I'm trying to think and I can't really think of Wes. Wes could be a face of the challenge, I guess. But I also think that they need to let people t- or they f- have to force people to take breaks because I'm getting so sick of seeing Cara Maria and Johnny Bananas on my television. And I used to really like Kara, Kat- but a- after she got with like Kyle from from um, UK, I think, I don't know what show he was on in the UK. But after that whole mess, and now with Polly, I'm like, girl, you're doing too much. Like, you just gotta, you gotta take a break. You gotta take a challenge break. And I think that should be forced. But speaking of MTV protecting their own, let's talk about what happened with Ronnie this week. I feel like every week I'm talking about, like, either Amber from Teen Mom or Ronnie from Jersey Shore. But this past week, it was reported that Ronnie got arrested for assault against Jen or domestic violence. I guess that's the same thing. I don't know. I don't know the terms, but domestic violence and kidnapping. He, Him and Jen were staying at an Airbnb in Los Angeles. I guess this is all allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I'm saying it right now so I don't get in trouble. Not that I think Ronnie from Jersey Shore listens, but you never know. So allegedly, him and Jen wore at an Airbnb in Los Angeles. Ronnie did a bunch of coke and things got crazy. There's a video of Jen like running out of the house yelling help, holding their baby, their 18th month old baby, and Ron chasing after her with a knife. That part's not on that part's not on film, but there's like you can see her going to neighbors houses banging on the doors, and one of the neighbors said she was scared but she called 911. And that's one of those moments it's like do you open the door? You know, I I'd probably like talk through the door and be like, I'm calling 911. But then I'd also feel really bad and be like, come in. And then, I don't know. I think that's a really tough place to be in. But the neighbors called 911. And then I guess, I guess Ronnie like came up the driveway, took the baby from Jen, hit Jen And then went back into the house and wouldn't come out. So the police officers had to tase him. It's such a crazy story. I just, I feel like someone is gonna end up dead. And I know that sounds really fucked up to say, but at the end of the day, I feel like we all have that same thought with the two of them. They're so toxic. They're so awful. And I think MTV needs to do something. I think if MTV fired Farah and Janelle, they need to fire Ron from Jersey Shore. And I also think that the cast needs to put out a statement. I know that he's like a brother to them. I know it's like family, but come on. They, they, I, I feel like they should. I feel like it's a responsible thing to do to put out a statement, be honest, do all. And and it's, and it makes me so sick because you can't even imagine what that little girl, that 18 month old girl has seen. So I say, get him off Jersey shore, get him help. I don't know, but you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. So again, it's kind of that, it's a tough predicament to be in. It's a tough situation. But I think one of the, Only ways to help this situation is to fire Ron. But then again, it's kind of like how I felt with Janelle. I'm glad Janelle's off MTV, but this new chick, I don't know her name. I forget her name, but she stresses me out a lot. Like her and her baby daddy constantly fighting, screaming at each other. And I'm like, oh my God, they replaced Janelle with Janelle 2.0. Like the only reason that this new Janelle, as I call her, isn't tolerable to me is because Barbara's not attached to her. Like I liked Barbara. Did I think Barbara was like great? No, but I liked Barbara. So like that's how I could deal with the Janelle storyline. Like as long as I have Barbara, I'm good. And now oh, this Janelle 2.0, man, I can't I can't deal with it. I think I'm getting too old for Teen Mom. That's something I realized like watching it. I'm like, I think I'm too old to enjoy this show. (laughs) But anyway, back to Jersey Shore. I think that they need to fire Ron. I think that it's time. I think he's really toxic. I think Jen's toxic, too. But I think MTV likes to put all the blame on her. I do feel like this, like, most recent season of whatever they're doing in Las Vegas, they're, they're showing a little bit more of their concerns about Ronnie as well. But for a long time, they're like, Jen's crazy. Jen's this. And it reminds me of, like, Sammy's annoying. Sammy's crazy. Ron's not crazy. It's Sam. Sam's making him crazy. It is what it is. Ron needs help. Ron needs a lot of mental help. He needs to go to rehab. He needs to get off drugs. And you know what? Jen probably does too. I think they're both in need of a lot of help. And I don't think MTV money is helping them. Much like the teen moms, I think MTV money has done really good things for them, I guess. I mean, obviously, they're getting paid a shit ton of money. MTV money. I've learned MTV money is good until it's not good, right? (laughs) On my story I did ask if people have ever hooked up with coworkers. And it was about 50-50. About 50% said no, 50% said yes. And I I wanted to put up a second poll, but I I decided against it. I feel like a lot of hookups happen when you're in retail or in the service industry. I could be totally wrong. I mean, Callie met her fiance at our job, which is a corporate office. But I feel like when I worked retail, everyone was having sex with everybody because we're all in our, you know, younger 20s, late teens, early 20s. But I thought it was, it's just an interesting little poll I put up. And then like 78% said it doesn't work out. But then a bunch of people were DMing me saying we're married with three kids. So I guess it all just depends on the person. But the majority of my followers don't think it works out. And I was I was thinking about that because as you guys know, my rom-com life, as I've called it, I think it's finally come to an end, like a screeching halt kind of end. Last weekend, I I got too drunk at a work party and I am somebody who when I get drunk and do something stupid, I beat myself up a lot. So I wake up Sunday and I was just like, what the fuck did I do? OK. This is a story. Get ready. (laughs) Get ready. So basically the kid that I like at work, we're going to call him Tim. Tim texted me and he was like, hey, are you going to the party tonight? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. And at this point I was already day drinking. I was already pretty drunk and I didn't know if I wanted to go because I knew seeing Tim was going to be tough because I knew he was dating a new Bumble girl. And he was like, oh, well... Um, I almost just said her name. Let's call her Brooke. Brooke and I are gonna go around five if you wanna come with us. And in my mind, I thought that was him being like, You you can drive us at five because I said I was gonna drive there. And I was like, fuck that. Like, no. I was like, No, you guys can go, I'll meet you there. And I was with two of my friends, Gracie and Brianna, and I was like, Who the fuck does this person think he is? <laughs> like this is going to suck. I shouldn't go. Am I And those two were like, yeah, you should probably not go. So they were trying to, you know, they were trying to be my little angels on my shoulders. And then one of my friends was like, fuck it, go and have a good time and ignore him because he likes attention. So if I ignore him, that's going to kill him. And I was like, yeah, I like that. I like that one better because I was already in a mood. already had alcohol in my body and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to I'm going to be a bitch. I know. No, not the most like adult thing of me to do, but it happens. So I go to the party. I get there before Tim and Brooke and I walk in and kind of tell people what's going on. I'm like, you know, Tim's bringing a girl and I'm jealous about it and I'm not happy about it. And these people aren't my friends. They're my coworkers. Like I shouldn't be telling them these things. So Tim walks in with Brooke and I get basically shoved out of the house. They like push me out of the back door and they're like, stay out here. Don't cause trouble. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm not going to punch him in the face. Like, I'm not going to scream at him. I'm just going to like brood and be myself (laughs) and be like a little dramatic bitch. So the night continues and one, uh, the girl whose house we were at, she just came back from Mexico and had a bunch of tequila. The end. I could end the story there, but I took shots tequila, got, got too drunk, just like stood in the corner of the kitchen with another guy we work with. He was like cutting up food. I don't even know what he was doing. But I was just on, in my phone, like not on my phone. I was like in it. Like I'm like, I'm texting everybody and being like, fuck this. I'm so mad. I sent out a crazy ass tweet. I ended up deleting it because it wasn't English. And then Brooke comes over to me. And apparently everyone thought I was going to fight Brooke. But at the end of the day, if I was going to fight anybody, I'd fight Ty, um, Tim. <laughs> I'd fight Tim. Because I don't, I don't like guys a lot. know <laughs> I don't like people easily. I guess I should say my guard is always up. I have really low self-esteem, which I've talked about on the podcast before. But even if it's, I cannot take a compliment, that's something I've learned. If someone's like, you're really pretty or whatever they'll say, I'm not, you know, so you agree, you think you're really pretty. But if somebody says like, you're not ugly, I'm like, yes, no, fuck up, like, you know, it's just, it's me and it's something I really need to work on considering I'm 28. This is not therapy. I know it's not therapy. You guys are like, listen, bitch, (laughs) you need to put down a copay and go talk to somebody. But anyway, Brooke came over, and the worst part is, is that, like, I like her. She's very nice. I understand why Tim likes her. And I was kind of like, fuck, I wish I didn't like her. But I didn't say a word to Tim all night. And then I went to bed. I got put to bed because I tried to leave the situation. And by leaving the situation, I walked out the front door, and everyone thought I was going to drive home, which, that wasn't the case. So I went back inside and fell asleep in the guest room. And that was at, like, 9 p.m. So... So that was early, and I woke up at 5 a.m. the next morning, and I was like, "What the fuck happened?" Like, "Oh man, like, what did I do?" And then I hear snoring, and look to my left, and a coworker's next to me, a male coworker. Nothing happened. He was in his own, wrapped in his own blanket, but I was just like, "Oh my god, why?" <laughs> so of course you're kind of like on Sunday. I'm like, "What did I do? Was I that bad? Was I that terrible?" Luckily. What happened was I wasn't as bad as I thought I was. I was peacefully passed out in the guest room while the neighbors all fought with each other. So that's exciting. The neighbors were ready to like fist fight my co-workers and I was just sleeping. I wasn't causing any chaos. I guess that Tim's date, Brooke, was very drunk and falling down. So that made me feel good as well. Because as drunk as I was, I was not fall down drunk. I don't, I've don't. i only been fall down drunk maybe once or twice. Usually I can handle my shit. But I did apologize to Tim. And one thing I did, which I totally don't do ever, is I really put myself out there. I told him I liked him. I told him I was jealous. And he responded being like, it's okay. People do dumb shit when they're drunk. What you did wasn't okay. How you acted wasn't okay. But we're still friends. And I was kind of like, you motherfucker. I just told you I liked you. <laughs> And you ignored it. But I do think I need to put myself out there more. I don't know if I need to do like okay, Cupid or anything. I'm not going to do Match. I'm not ready for Match.com yet. But I think I need to do more than Bumble. <laughs> and I actually need to go out on dates. Okay. That was like a really long-winded story. But luckily, I wasn't as bad as I thought I was. And if you have drunk remorse, usually you're not as bad as you think you are. Usually, like, you always think you're way worse than you actually were. But I did ask you guys how you embarrassed yourself in front of co-workers and a lot of you have also been blackout drunk in front of coworkers, so that made me feel less alone. <laughs> that was exciting for me. One of the stories that cracked me up, somebody said that they fell, they were drunk and fell down an escalator, which is terrifying. Escalators aren't like my favorite thing in the world. They kind of freak me out because in fourth grade, I got my overalls caught in them at the Museum of Science in Boston, and it was terrifying. Luckily they didn't rip off, but they were like pretty fucking close. But this person said they fell down an escalator in front of their, you know, they were drunk. And then, like, if you think about that, an escalator doesn't stop. At least steps you have like a landing, but an escalator's metal and doesn't stop. So I'm glad you're okay. Who told me that? I'm glad that you're alright. Someone blacked out and threw up on their boss's shoe. So in reality, I guess what I did wasn't that bad. I was just a little a little among. Emotional as I do, as I do. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I, I don't I don't think so. I know that at the end of this I kind of just talked about myself when usually it's more like conversational. So I'm sorry about that. Next week with Shannon, it's gonna be really conversational. So I kind of wanted to wait for that. As I said, her NDA is done. So she can tell us kind of exactly what happened. And I I think that you guys will like her story. As I said, it's not going to be like, I hate Kristen. Like, it's just going to be a blip of what happened. And then a bunch of people sent in a bunch of really awesome questions, which I'm excited to talk about. So that's all I have for the week. Be good. <laughs> don't be crazy. Um, Don't drink too much in front of someone who you have to see every fucking day. That's another thing. Like, I haven't spoken to Tim. And I don't think I will. I think that I'm kind of over that because I felt like he used me for attention which I'm not cool with. Oh, one other thing that Brooke said like while we were talking, she's like, Tim talks about you all the time. I'm like, that's fucking great. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you so much for telling me that. I am going to really like, I need to like self-reflect and put in some work on myself because I have been really, I've been feeling really low lately and I feel like it's okay to talk about that here. It's my little safe space. But my anxiety has been really bad. Um, My image of myself has been really low because I have gained weight recently I mean I'm trying to you know be better at that but food's a comfort for me so I'm trying to really figure something else out oh a few people did dm me asking what book I wouldn't stop talking about the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo that's the book I was talking about the ending of that book is fucking wild it's crazy um it's worth the read I'm not a huge reader I'm trying to be better reader but I'm not a huge reader, so even if you're not, you know, a huge reader, but you're interested in like entertainment and PR and bearding, definitely check that one out. I was recommended it because I believe that Taylor and Carly Kloss were a couple. I know that's like that's a tough thing to say for a Taylor Swift fan. Taylor Swift fans get big mad about that sometimes, but I do think there was something there. And also look up Taylor Swift and Diana Agron, uh, Quinn from Glee. There's a lot to <laughs> there's a lot to dig through there but yeah I hope you guys have an awesome week and I'll catch up with you next week with Shannon Ford from Very Cavallari I should just say Shannon Ford from Instagram (laughs) but it'll be fun she's a lot of fun I think her and I kind of had to have a good back and forth so yeah have an awesome week thank you so much for tuning in make sure you like subscribe tell you your friend to follow my page (laughs) and if you want to write like a little review that'd be awesome Yes, you just heard like a little ghost meow. That was my cat. She came out to yell at me because it is 7.30 in the morning and she's like, get the fuck back to sleep. Okay, have an awesome week. Thank you so much for tuning in.